This is dedicated to Christopher, Joshua, Igloo, and Noah and Felix. And this is a continuation of the search for treasure, the sixth adventure in the kingdom of fantasy. Um, it's an adventure of Geronimo Stilton, and I'm reading it because I started this book for Noah, and um, he's in Canada right now, so I thought I'd do a podcast to help him keep up with the story. Tender Heart, Sad Story. So basically, Geronimo Stilton is on the search for treasure, and he is on an adventure. So at dawn, Blue Rider pulled his white stallion's reins to stop him. The horse looked tired. Blue Rider jumped down. My horse Snowy is just like me, the best of the best, he said, hugging the giant stallion. Aren't you Snowy, Bowie, my little horsey, horsey? I stumbled a laugh. But Snowy didn't seem to mind the baby talk. He happily nuzzled Blue Rider's neck, and the knight was brushing him. I noticed a locket slip out from under his coat. The locket popped open, revealing the picture of a beautiful maiden. Is she your girlfriend? I asked, curious. For a minute, the knight seemed to smile. He stared off into space and sighed dreamily. Ah, young love. I was about to ask more questions when a strangely sad expression came over the knight's face. In a flash, he shoved the locket back under his coat and said, I don't want to talk about it. Hmm, I thought. Maybe the two are fighting. Maybe the horses didn't get along. Or maybe the maiden was tired of the knight bragging about himself all the time. It was pretty annoying. By this time, it was late in the afternoon, and I was starving. There was a good pizzeria. When, where is a good pizzeria when you needed one? Luckily, I managed to make a tasty soup using just herbs. The knight liked my soup so much, he decided to tell me about the locket. I grabbed the pen and began to write. The Sad Story of Tenderheart Eighteen years ago, in the castle of King Cornflower, a little girl named Tenderheart was born. She had golden hair and blue eyes. But on Tenderheart's forehead was a special feature, a strange blue birthmark shaped like a little heart. All of the fairies of the kingdom were called to interpret the sign, but no one could until one day her fairy godmother, the fairy of spring flowers, came to the castle. She said the birthmark meant that the little girl was designed to join her heart to the one who wore the same sign on his forehead. Together with this unknown harrow and another chosen harrow, Tenderheart would fulfill the ancient gemstone prophecy, uniting that which was divided and bringing peace to the kingdom of fantasy. Unfortunately, the evil witch sorcerer was determined to stop the princess. If the prophecy were fulfilled, she would lose a powerful royal ruby, which she loved even more than her own son. And so, on Tenderheart's 16th birthday, the witch kidnapped the maiden and hid her in a secret location within the realm. From that day on, no one has been able to find Tenderheart, 
not even the unknown hero who is still searching for her throughout the kingdom of fantasy. I was glad when Blue Rider finally finished the story. Anna was so worked up over the tragic tale, she was bawling her eyes out, spilling tears all over the pages of my notebook. Sorry, she sobbed. I must admit, it was a touching story. Even I had a tear in my eye. But I shook it off and mopped up the pages of my notebook. I didn't want to lose anything I had written. So far, this was the most interesting part of Blue Rider's story. Little did I know things were about to get even more interesting. The knight pushed aside his bangs and showed me a birthmark on his forehead, admitting, you might as well know, it's me. It didn't take a rocket scientist to figure out what he meant. Yep, you guessed it. There on the knight's forehead was a birthmark shaped like a little blue heart. Well, this explains a lot, I thought. Just as why the knight was so sad, why he was riding in Rotten Valley, and why he wore those long, messy bangs. Suddenly, a brilliant thought came to me. No, I hadn't figured out another hairstyle to hide the knight's little forehead secret. I realized that the Blue Rider must be one of the heroes the prophecy spoke about. Excitedly, I told the knight about the ancient gemstone prophecy and how I had promised the fairies I would fulfill it. If you help me complete the mission, we can search for Tenderheart along the way, I proposed. The knight jumped to his feet. Of course I'll help. After all, I'm the best of the best, he declared. But what exactly do you need to do? Sit down, I began. This might take a while. Then I proceeded to explain the plan to locate Scorch's castle, get the royal ruby transported to Shining Moon Mountain, where the royal sapphire is located, bring the two gems together, and ensure that the star of the morning struck them both at the same time. Did you say Shining Moon Mountain? Blue Rider asked after I finished. When I nodded, he said, I'm in. Then he jumped on his horse and said, Come on, we have a mission to accomplish. It wasn't until we started riding that I remembered the other part of the strange and confusing prophecy. Something about uniting two hearts, two spouses, and a mother and son. Oh well. Something told me this was going to be a long adventure and I'd have plenty of time to fall Blue Rider in on everything eventually. And so we continued riding through the woods until we came to a higher thicket of red roses that gave off a sweet and mystifying scent. This next chapter is called The Enchanted Rose Garden. <clears throat> And the title is called, Don't Smell the Roses. The towering thicket of red roses opened into an arch, forming a shady, fragrant-covered passage. This is the enchanted rose garden where everything is possible. The very good and the very 
bad, the knight murmured, as we dismounted. I looked around at the cheerful flowers, bright sunny skies, and singing birds. Compared to the dark, dreary woods we had just come from, this place looked like paradise. What very bad things could ha- happen to us here? I said, bending down to sniff the roses. Before I could take even one whiff, Blue Rider pushed me away. Don't smell the roses; they're enchanted. It's said that whoever inhales the perfumes fall into a very deep sleep. When I looked skeptical, the knight went on. I'm telling you, it's the truth. Plus, you better watch out for those thorns. If you get pricked, you'll be changed into an insect. It was then that I noticed thousands of small, strange insects buzzing around the rose bush. Was it true? Were they really under a spell? Just then, Harper picked up, peeked out from the, my bag. Blue Rider is right. Very good and very bad things can happen in the enchanted rose garden. There is even a song about it. Want me to sing it? She said. Do you have to honor? The writing pen complained. But the harp was already singing at the top of her lungs. Always give more than you take. All your world may be at stake. The lady of the garden is real, believe, and precious gifts you will receive. But if you cross her, woe to you! You will surely end up blue. Hmm. I was thinking about the strange words of the song. When a golden carriage pulled by, twelve prancing horses came into view. It was escorted by twelve soldiers on horseback. Each soldier wore a rich red uniform with a plumed feather in his hat. The carriage passed by us so closely it nearly ran over us. Look out! I squeaked. At that moment, a man dressed in fancy clothes with gold rings on his fingers. And a thick gold chain around his neck stuck his face out of the carriage window. Look out yourselves, peasants! He bellowed, looking down his nose at our simple clothes and worn shoes. We watched as the carriage disappeared down the road. Hours later, we arrived in a clearing. By this time, we were exhausted, and decided to camp for the night. Just then, we heard what sounded like a starving animal devouring a meal. Ooh, my spirit stood on end. Was it a ravenous wolf or a wild boar? I was about to run when I realized what it was. The rich traveler had set up camp next to us. He was seated at a formal dining table, laden with food, and was stuffing his face. As we watched, a pure, poorly dressed old woman shuffled up to the table and asked the hungry traveler, asked the traveler for a bite to eat. Please, sire, I am so hungry and thirsty, she begged. But the traveler just sneered, "Go away! The sight of you ruins my appetite." The old woman lowered her head. "I'm sorry, I, I won't bother you any more," she whispered. "May you receive 
a thousand times, a thousand what you have given me. The Lady of the Enchanted Rose Garden. First, the lady turned to the rich, tra- rich traveler. She waved her arms, and the table of food in front of him vanished. She waved again, and the soldiers, horses, and even the traveler's expensive clothes disappeared. <gasps> What's going on? He shrieked, hiding behind a bush. You gave nothing, and so you will receive a thousand times a thousand of nothing. Which is nothing," the lady explained. Then she turned towards us. "Up,、oh, I cringe. Was I about to lose my shirt? How mortifying!" But when the lady waved her arms, this time a table appeared, completely covered in delicious foods and refreshing drinks. The lady said, "You gave me that which I needed." Therefore, you will receive a thousand times, a thousand of that which you need. Then she handed me what looked like a pair of winged glasses. This is a focus finder, she explained. It'll show you anything that is hidden by magic in the kingdom. I was so excited now that we could find the Scorcher's castle. I will also give you a vial filled with sapphire water, which is called fairy's water. The lady continued, "It's a concentration of pure love, capable of annihilating witches." And finally, I will give you a guide for your journey. She lifted a hand, and immediately a little girl, a little bird with golden feathers made out of real gold, came to rest on it. The bird stuck out his wing for me to shake. Claire, feathers at your service? No, my feathers aren't Claire, but I can see everything very clearly. With me, you'll never get lost. He chirped. The lady of the garden smiled. Yes, Claire Feathers is an exceptional guide who knows all the secret roads and hidden paths. He will guard, guard precious. Sapphire water," she said. Then she placed the vial around the bird's neck and disappeared in a swirl of roses. I carefully placed the focus finder in my bag. It was a perfect gift. How else could we find the evil witch? It was late, so we decided to call it a night. I was so tired, I fell asleep in an instant. But all night long, I dreamed someone. Or something was pulling at my clothes. How strange! The following day, Claire Feathers woke us at dawn, and I noticed he no longer had the vial of sapphire water on his neck. I asked him where he had hidden it, and he said mysteriously, "In a secret place." We continued our journey with the bird showing us the way until we arrived at the slimy, suffering swamps. Who me? Scared? I slipped through the opening of vines, which looked like tentacles reaching out to grab me, and trudged into the suffocating jungle. The ground was unstable and swampy, and to make matters worse, I had a weird feeling. 
like a thousand little wicked eyes were watching me. Right then, someone pulled my tail. Ah! I squeaked, jumping a foot into the air and whooping around. There was no one behind me. Still, I was almost certain I spotted something disappearing into the vines. You don't like scary places, do you, Mouse? Claire Feathers giggled. You should see your face. You're as pale as a ghost. Who? Me? Uh, scared? Of course not, I mumbled, twisting my tail up in knots. Youch! I guess I wasn't fooling anyone. We can turn around if you want, Blue Rider offered. I mean, not everyone can be daring, courageous, and brave like me. Oh, and charming. I almost forgot charming. Yep, on the best, all the best, and furthermore, as the knight bragged on and on about all of his amazing qualities, Claire Feathered circled overhead. Are you still scared, Mouse? he asked, because there is nothing compared to the scary things up ahead. I shivered. What, 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 what do, 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 do you mean? I stammered. Well, you could get sucked up into the stinky swamp and be stuck there forever with flies swarming over your head, he said. As soon as Claire Feather stopped talking, I took a step and realized I was starting to get sucked up in the stinky swamp. Ah, I'm sinking! I squeaked. Just sinking? Oh, that's nothing, the bird chirped. You could be sinking and also have a million crabs growing, gnawing at your fur. Lucky for me, just then Blue Rider stopped bragging and came to my rescue. But as he was pulling me out of the muck, I noticed something in the slime. The knight had lost his locket and I was about to get sucked under. Watch out for the gorge. I grabbed it just in the nick of time. I held the locket out to Blue Rider. What is safe? Thank you, Mouse, the knight said gratefully, slipping the gold coin back around his neck. I'm the one who should be thanking you. You saved my life again, I squeaked. Blue Rider looked puzzled. Oh, but of course, what else did you expect? I told you, Mouse, I'm a hero. Saving lives is my job. After resisting for a few minutes, we continued on our way through the misty swamps. This time, I tried to be extra careful. I didn't want to get sucked into another stinky pool of muck. Soon we came to a humid tropical jungle. The mist here was really heavy. I put on focus finder to try to look around for any sign of Scorcher's castle. Too bad it was so humid though. The moisture fogged up the lenses. I just couldn't see my own paw in front of my face. Even so, I kept having feeling that someone was following us. Still scared, Mouse? Claire Feathers chirped, noticing me shivering. This is nothing. We could be attacked by a pack of jungle zombies or bitten by giant tarantulas. At this, Harper stuck her head out of my bag and shot the bird a look. Seriously? Do you have to keep mentioning all of this Doom and gloom, it's starting to get on my last cord, she complained. Before the bird could reply, Blue Rider suddenly grabbed me by the back of my cape and shouted, Watch out for the gorge! 
He had saved me. One more step, and I would have fallen to a deep ravine hidden by the mist. You think this is bad? This is nothing. Clear feathers chirped. This is the great gaping gorge. In order to get where we're headed, we need to cross it by grabbing onto that slimy rope and pulling ourselves along. And if we fall, we'll all we'll be run through by those poisonous spears below. But I have good news. Once we're over the ball gorge, we're almost at Scorch's castle. You call that good news? I muttered, feeling faint. Oh, how I wish I was home in my cozy, comfy house. Blue Rider slapped my back, trying to encourage me. "Don't worry, you can do it," he said. Now I was even more worried, worried that the knight had just broken my back. I made a mental note to tell him to skip the back-slapping gesture next time and maybe stick with a paw shake. "Watch me," the knight said, grabbing the rope, moving like a gymnast. He crossed the gorge in minutes. "Your turn," he called. My whiskers trembled. My teeth. Chattered with fear, but I had no choice. I had to cross the gorge. I made sure the pen and hop were tucked safely into my bag, and then began pulling myself across the rope bridge. Too bad! I was such a nervous wreck. I was shaking like a leaf. I closed my eyes and tried to remember the relaxation techniques I had learned one time in a yoga class. Something about picturing yourself near a babbling brook, or was it a peaceful, sunny meadow? I'd managed to stop trembling when Blue Rider yelled, "You're doing it! Just don't look at the poisonous spears below you! Wow, they look deadly!" Immediately, my eyes popped open, and I looked up just in time to spy a little dark creature pouring something onto the rope. The rope began smoking, and then broke with a loud noise. Crack! The rope began to swing like a pendulum, and I smacked my head against the side of the rock. Bam! My snout accidentally hit Claire Feathers, and he also smacked his head on the rock. Luckily, I grabbed him before he fell into emptiness. And luckily, Blue Rider grabbed the rope and pulled us both to safety. What a nightmare! What a horror! What a fright! We are pixies dressed in black. Once we were all on solid ground again, we continued on our way. If I remember what the bird said, Sorcerer's Castle should be right around here. Is that right, Clearfeathers? The knight asked. The bird looked confused. Clearfeathers? He choked up to us. Who's Clearfeathers? Harper sprang out of the bag and screeched, "What are you talking about? Your clear, clear feathers! That crack on the head must have knocked the sense out of you. Don't you remember anything?" At that hour, that at that, on a burst into tears, spraying ink drops everywhere. <laughs> She sobbed. Without the bird, we'll be lost here forever. I was about to start sobbing along with the pen. We remembered something. Wait a minute! He squeaked. We have the focus finder. It'll be easy to find the scor- Scorcher's castle. 
Smiling, I grabbed my pouch to the, get the glasses. Then I heard the terrible sound of broken glass. Crunch, crunch! Oh! <gasps> I squeaked. Where gone is? The harp screeched. At least we had the vial with the sapphire water to use against the witch. But then I had a terrible thought. <gasps> Where did you hide the magic vial? I asked. Clear feathers. The little bird stared at me. What vial? I don't remember a vial. He choked. We were in real trouble now. Without the fairy's gift and with a guide who had amnesia, how could we ever find Scorch's castle? How could we ever save Tenderheart and fulfill the ancient prophecy? Suddenly, I saw something very strange. It was a small creature dressed in black, hopping from one leaf to another. I pretended I didn't see it, even though my heart was hammering. I forced myself to keep walking while keeping an eye on the creature. He looked like an elf, no bigger than my pole, wearing odd clothes. He seemed to be in a terrible huff as he stamped along after us. I tried to catch what he was muttering. It sounded like I can't believe they made it through. I should have turned them into stew. Now the witch will have my head or sit Grizzle on me instead. I shuddered, wondering who Grizzle was, but I didn't have much time to think about it because just then the little elf leaped away into some bushes. From the bushes we could hear some very peculiar sounds. We crouched down and saw a whole band of little creatures. The little black cloaks were embroidered with white skulls. Skulls, just my luck. Oh, why couldn't they be wearing little smiley faces or cheerful rainbows? And if the skulls on their clothes weren't bad enough, they also had little skulls hanging from the tips of their pointy hats. Inside the skulls were little pebbles that clanked as they moved, little mournful rattles. They were armed with small bows and arrows made of bones. The creatures rode on the backs of slobbering wild boars, and as they rode, they sang a scary song: "We are pixies dressed in black." We work for the witch, so watch your back. We are cruel and greedy and mean. We're the meanest creatures you've ever seen. The pixies finished this song and burst into such ghoulish laughter. It made all the flowers wilt, and the birds stop singing. Those are skull pixies, the worst kind of pixies. Blue Rider whispered, "They scorches past spies. Rumor has it their hideaway is near Scorcher's castle, which means we're getting close. But we need to be careful. We don't want them picking up the scent of mouse. <coughs> I hope they couldn't smell me. Good thing I'd fallen into the swamp." But as we followed the skull pixies, something bizarre happened. The skull pixies all began galloping towards a huge rock. They shouted, "Beyond and yonder, to the dark side!" The magic words we say with pride—not just a spell, not just a curse—the secret works only in reverse. Then they disappeared 
into the rock. And that, my friends, is it. 27 minutes and 50 seconds. I will be with you another time. Good night.